The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Billy Hong Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238, in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for 100 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please, don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing the worshipful song, Everybody Ought to Know. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your screen.
helps us through each day, even when we are unaware of it. Through each problem, He sees us through we learn to trust Him even more. Under my direction, the church band will play the inspiring song, Through It All.
In this devil-may-care world, every day presents us with tests and trials. But with the Lord Jesus Christ, all things are possible. Emilia Hahn will sing the very moving song, Faith Can Move Mountains. As long as we put our faith and trust in Jesus, He will make a way for you. Just put your faith in Him. 
our salvation in Jesus Christ is worth more than silver, more than gold, and more than anything else this world may have to offer. For their final number in today's program, the church choir will sing the touching song, I'd Rather Have Jesus.
God is with us every day in everything we do. And our God's name is Jesus, the sweetest name I know. From our church band, we have a trombone ensemble playing the uplifting song, He Keeps Me Singing.
As we stumble blindly through this sin-filled world, Jesus becomes our light to guide us to salvation. To close the musical section of our program, the men crusaders will sing the spirit-filled song, I Saw the Light. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this number to dedicated and hardworking servants of the Lord, Mr. and Mrs. Kenneth and Dolly Alverio. The Lord smiles down upon you for all your prayers, faith, love, and all the work you do for the gospel work. May the Lord continue to bless you both most abundantly in this life as well as that to come. Have a most blessed Sunday. I wondered so aimless, life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night, now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside, praise the Lord, I saw the like a blind man I wandered along Worries and fears I claimed for my own Then like a blind man that God gave back his sight Praise the Lord, I saw the light I was a fool to wander and stray Straight is the gate and narrow the way. Now I have traded the wrong for the right. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow. sweet name of Jesus, I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and would like to repeat our television time, station locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3 
and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning the scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services held every Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Landy K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espero and President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. How many of you in our television congregation can recall the incident involving two sisters named Mary and Martha, who one day had Jesus as a guest in their home. This event, recorded in Luke 10, 38 to 42, tells how upon the Lord's arrival, Mary immediately sat at his feet as an avid listener, who was absolutely enthralled by the Lord's presence, as well as by what he had to say. Martha's complaint to Jesus was that he should instruct Mary to help with the preparation of the meal. However, the Lord gently admonished Martha for worrying about everything else except her spiritual well-being, and that she should instead be more like Mary, who loved the words of the Lord. Being that we, too, are in the Lord's company, I pray that my sermon entitled, God's Word Shall Not Pass Away, will enable you to take to heart and cherish the gospel and the word of God as dearly as Mary did. Today's sermon topic is taken from Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Every decision made by mankind today is subject to the approval of a higher authority based upon God's word the higher authority will accept or reject every decision based upon its merits. 
and the basis of truth found in God's word, which will stand to the very end. If there appears to be some confusion, dissension, and discontent, it can be solved by the truth found in God's holy word, the Bible. God's word is the authority by which we obtain the correct understanding and make the correct and final decision. In our spiritual lives today, Jesus Christ is the highest authority in all things, and he has the final say on how every man, woman, and child should live their lives upon this earth. He is equally concerned about how his church, the body of Christ, and the spiritual standards that must be maintained. Therefore, we learn in Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God, never changes, though mankind and the world we live in has changed tremendously. And the unchanging character of Jesus Christ is God himself, the Almighty. Beginning with the first page of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and ending in the final page of the Bible in Revelations chapter 22, verse 21, the sovereign power of Jesus Christ is ever-present. Isaiah 42, verse 8, portrays Jesus Christ as self-existing. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. There is no other God beside Jesus Christ, and there is none comparable to him. The patience, mercy, and long-suffering of Jesus Christ is everlasting. Jesus Christ loves and cares for his creation, created in his own image, and it is within his heart that every man, woman, and child should come to repentance when hearing the gospel of the kingdom of God. The written word of God, the Bible, is a book of books, 66 books which makes up one book. It bears witness to one God, forms one continuous story, fulfills predictions concerning the future, is a progressive unfolding of the truth, testifies to one's redemption and theme, and identifies the person and work of Jesus Christ. Forty-four writers, writing through 20 centuries, produce a perfect harmony of doctrine that is progressively unfolding before our very eyes. In the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 21, it exhorts this truth. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 also describes it this way. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. The central theme of God's word, the Bible, is Jesus Christ. 
And the Bible is a human and biblical story of the nation of Israel. The New Testament Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John relate to and depict the appearance of Jesus Christ. And the Acts of the Apostles describes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit forming God's first true church on the day of Pentecost. The Bible identifies the human race being made up of Jews and Gentiles, and the church and body of Christ comprised of believers are called spiritual Israelites. The guidance and leading of God's Holy Spirit given to the body of Christ is God's word and authority. God's church is thereby led unto all truth and righteousness. John 16, 13 identifies the workings of God's Holy Spirit. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. God's word has superiority over all people and in all things. God's word that is preached by spirit-filled and spirit-directed pastors and associate pastors is always blessed by Jesus Christ to bring forth fruits of righteousness unto repentance. Romans 13 verses 1 through 4 confirms God's higher power and word of truth. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. In Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, it gives us his first-hand look into the preaching of the gospel. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. The gospel, therefore, is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. It tells us that today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear the voice of Jesus Christ. Paul warns us to be mindful in Hebrews 9, 27-28, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Salvation is achieved through repentance, and repentance is defined as godly sorrow for our sin. Peter gives us his perfect example in Luke 22, verse 31 and 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee, 
that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Regardless of Peter's shortcomings, Jesus Christ loved Peter and prayed for him to fail not. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 adds this insight into repentance. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. In essence, Paul was saying, repent, go, and sin no more. God's plan of salvation is presented to all mankind within the conversation shared between Nicodemus and Jesus Christ. In John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the 6th through the 7th verses, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The Lord Jesus Christ used the term must to indicate that it is absolutely essential to be born again. In addition, the Lord Jesus Christ added the phrase verily, verily to express the significance of God's plan of salvation and his compassion for the lost sheep of Israel. The term verily makes reference to the truth or being truthful. The Jews voiced strong opposition at the preaching of Jesus Christ because they were staunch believers in the Jewish laws, customs, and traditions. That is why Jesus Christ made it a point to include the phrase, ye must be born again in the gospel. He is pointing out that God's word takes precedence over all laws, customs, and traditions of men within their earthly existence. Being born again opens our understanding to the natural birth of mankind and how we inherited our sinful nature. It further identifies the spiritual rebirth preached by Jesus Christ so that our sins can be removed by the sacrifice he paid on the cross of Calvary. In addition, we are again reminded that unless we are born again of water and of the Spirit, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 1 John 5, 6-9 makes reference to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he had testified of his Son. God's Word teaches us that Jesus Christ is greater than the witness of men. And we are saved when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with his Holy Spirit. John 1, 1 and 14 highlights Jesus Christ as the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God's word carries the full authority and takes precedence above all other forms of power. Hebrews 12.2 states this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21 also confirms the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You can see for yourselves, dear television viewers, that water baptism is an act of faith and obedience to the known will of God. And the blood of Jesus Christ is shed for the sin of all mankind is atonement for sin. Accordingly, the price paid by Jesus Christ delivers his believers from the wages of sin, which is death. Acts 2.38 further enlightens us to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4.12 brings full confirmation to the instructions given in Acts 2.38. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The mystery of godliness is revealed to God's pastors, associate pastors, and his people through the power of his Holy Spirit. We preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and seek the salvation of souls as a primary mission and calling within the gospel world. When a soul accepts Jesus Christ as his or her personal savior, is baptized and filled with God's Holy Spirit, their name is likewise written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. It is the self-same gospel and plan of salvation we preach today that Jesus Christ himself preached on the shores of Galilee. Hebrews 4.12 identifies perfect redemption received through God's word. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word, therefore, pierces the heart to cut off the sin of unbelief and miraculously heals that portion of the body at the very same time it is withdrawn. Jesus Christ came into this unbelieving world to condemn the sin in the sinner, to provide a remedy for that sin, and to give all believers eternal life through his death and resurrection from the dead. His example of being baptized in the River Jordan shows us that we too must also be baptized by immersion in water to receive remission of sins. No one is exempt from God's plan of salvation for it restores the sinner back into the presence of God to live a life above sin. At the same time, our sins are removed from as far as the east is from the west and he forgives and forgets them. Once we are filled with God's Holy Spirit, we receive God's seal of redemption within our spiritual lives. Jesus Christ preached the ministry of reconciliation so that all mankind might regain the image of God 
that was lost through disobedience to the known will of God in the Garden of Eden. It is a personal decision and it is our choice to decide where we will spend eternity, in heaven above with Jesus Christ and his saints or with the devil and his angels in hell beneath. Mark 16, 16 helps us to choose. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Jesus Christ was immersed in water at his baptism and he went up straightway out of the water. Therefore, he gives us straightforward and direct instructions concerning what we must do and the end results, consequences, and rewards will be. Therefore, the simple choice is yours and mine to make. We must keep it simple by having a believing heart, by trying to understand it all. A believing heart filled with believing faith is the main ingredient within God's plan of salvation. Why not accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord today? Believing faith brings remission of sins and eternal life in heaven above, and rejecting Jesus Christ will bring damnation and eternal separation in hell beneath. The scripture in 1 Peter 1, 25, accents the truth found in God's word, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Jeremiah 15, 16 describes the blessing found in God's word. Thy words were found, I and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Romans 1, 16, strengthens our believing faith in the gospel, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto every salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. God's word is preached in these present times, empowering the mission of his Holy Spirit, with compassion and boldness. God's word identifies itself as a defensive weapon to safeguard us against our enemies, as found in Ephesians 6, 14 to 17. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the soul of the spirit, which is the word of God. And Jeremiah 1, 8 to 10, identify God's word as a comfort to our hearts. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. God's instruction to us today, like he gave to Jeremiah, is to root out and break down what is ungodly and an abomination. It is our duty to restore God's believers to a state where they can glorify God through their faithful works of obedience. God's word is confirmed in today's sermon topic in Psalms 119, verse 89 and verse 152. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Isaiah 40, verse 6 to 8, relates the greatness of God's word. The voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, 
the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. The Apostle Paul gives us these closing words of Jesus Christ in Colossians 3, 16-17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. To close today's program, the church band will play the exciting song entitled, Come and Dine.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.